0: Holiday season, Mama. This is Faith. And for our episode today, we are going to talk about grief. When we think of the holiday season, so often we think of laughter with our loved ones, sometimes baking cookies, movies that make us giggle as we eat popcorn, and smiles that abound. But what happens when we go into this holiday season, not with smiles and laughter, but with a sadness and an ache over a loss we are experiencing? For me, that happened six years ago. We lost a family member unexpectedly before Thanksgiving, and that holiday season brought emotions to the surface that I wasn't prepared to face. You see, our family always gathers for the holidays. We have food piled high on every table. Kids are running and screaming as high as they can with Families just telling jokes and stories catching up on their life. I'm sure, Mama, you imagine exactly and you know exactly what I mean. Yet this particular holiday season, after we'd piled our food on our plates and sat down to eat, there was an empty chair. A chair that someone we loved used to sit at and now no longer would. It's a chair that sat completely empty. And created a void in all of our chests. We didn't know what to do. Do we acknowledge it? Act like it's not even there? How do we handle a time that we should be excited and rejoicing? Because isn't that what everyone's doing on social media? Posting the photo? Yet what we really wanted to do was just cry and curl up into a ball. Personally, I found myself not wanting to do the happy activities. I didn't want to bake the cookies or shop the sales or honestly even put up the Christmas tree. For if I knew I did, I'd cry at the loss of a loved one that she's missing out on a time when I should be laughing at the joy that this particular activity brought me. It was bringing me a sadness that I did not want to look at. If you know me, you know I like to avoid And avoid is exactly what I did best to do that season. I avoided the activity, so I didn't need to confront the grief. In my mind, grief was something that was meant to be avoided. I didn't see it for what it was, which was an opportunity for Jesus to meet me and comfort me in the pain. Instead of going to Jesus in prayer and looking into God's word, I hid away and isolated. I stayed alone in the dark instead of leaning on my community and loved ones that Jesus was working through. Mama, maybe that's you too. Maybe you, like me, have been FD chair this holiday season. Maybe you're missing someone and experiencing this season without them for the first time. Maybe it's not a person, but it's a loss of a job, an unexpected expense that now means a financial loss. Maybe you've been searching for a new home, and lost out on bids more than once. Maybe you were planning to announce a new baby this holiday season, yet those blue lines never showed, or they did and now are no longer there. Maybe your loss is one of a relationship. Maybe you made the healthy decision to step away from a toxic person, but now that chair is empty, and a small part of you is still sad that they won't be there to celebrate with you. My therapist once told me that grief is like a wave, Sometimes it'll be small, barely registering on our radar, while other times it will be like a tidal wave, knocking us over and leaving us saying what happened. Mama, maybe you have an empty chair at that table. Some of ours may look the same and some of them may not. Mama, both are valid. Both are seen by Jesus. Jesus sees our empty chair and doesn't leave it alone, but instead sits in it. I want you to imagine with me, mama. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture that empty chair in your dining room table. And I want you to picture your grief and your loss sitting there. And fellow mama, I want you to picture Jesus sitting there with your grief. His arms wrapped around that grief. And can you picture it? Because I can. I can picture Jesus sitting there with my grief and he's holding it when he's not ignoring it. You see, Jesus takes our grief. He takes our sadness, our pain, our suffering, and he doesn't ignore it or just get rid of the chair. Friend, he meets us in it. Matthew 5, 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mama, Jesus comforts us when we mourn, whatever that loss looks like. And I just want to remind you as you go into this season, you may not feel the comfort. You may not feel Jesus holding you and mourning with you, but he is. During my season of unexpected grief, there were moments I did not feel (laughs) like Jesus was right there, but he was. You see, I pray that we don't limit our powerful Jesus to a feeling because he is so much more than that. Mama, well, I think of the story of Lazarus, we read in John 11, through 35, how Jesus's dear friend Lazarus dies. It says, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. That story gets me every time because Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus. He knew there was a joy after, but he knew that he was still going to weep, right? He was still sat in the sadness and the grief with Mary and Martha, right? He comforted them first and foremost. He didn't push it aside or tell them to get over it or to not act like it was there. He wept with them. Mama, this season may be heavy for you. You may be going into the holidays not with a pep in your step, but an ache in your heart. And I just want you to know that Jesus sees that ache. He is there sitting in the empty chair, reminding that while we will ache and weep here on earth, joy is coming. Joy is coming in the promise of eternal life. Many Christians, we um, like to depict the second coming of, G- of christ in our time right we like to think of in heaven there will be the wedding feast this is where the bridegroom will be with his bride the church and we're going to celebrate together without aches and pains but with joy and laughter and so during this holiday season when i see that empty chair Sitting at my dining room table, picturing someone it's supposed to be, wishing that loved one was still with me, I'm brought up of an image of the wedding feast. That's going to be a table where there will be no more empty chairs filled with grief or sadness or pain. Instead, we who will have the Holy Spirit in us will be rejoicing. We will be together with our Savior and our King. And so Jesus fills our empty chairs. He comforts us in our grief. And he reminds us of his promise of eternal life where we will never experience this sadness that we may be feeling this holiday season. And so seasoned mamas, I know you all have your own grief that you're feeling this season or have felt before. And so I'd love if you could just share with our mamas a time you felt a particular grief during the holidays and how
1: you handled that. What did that look like for you? Hi, friends. Hi, mamas. This is Lindsay. Um, so I'm I'm walking through that for the first time um, because we recently lost my brother-in-law, uh, my sister's husband, and it's still so fresh that I have trouble speaking to that right now. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I go through a struggle, sometimes it feels like. I need to compost it if that makes sense. I need to process and sit with it before I can share well with other people. And so I'm still in that season of of just processing and understanding what that means and and how I can comfort others with the comfort I've been given. Right now I'm just receiving the comfort and walking through, you know, the sickness of of grief. Um not just for myself but for my sister especially. Um but I did want to share because I'm preparing um, a, a couple for a couple speaking events I'm really looking forward to to share, um, and thinking, pondering Christmas. Um, and one thing that I was really resting upon this morning as I was preparing is just the way that our hallmark our, our, our desire for these hallmark stories, right for the for the dad and his son to be reunited, or for for the person who is just impossibly bad at love to just find love under the mistletoe and for those happily ever after stories. And I just feel like our hearts are programmed for those hallmark endings, like what you describe in The Feast. And what I circle back to is that, you know, eternity is written on our hearts. And, and sometimes we try to push those feelings back or those thoughts back. And yet, We're invited to find that eternity, that hope in Jesus. And so I just wanted to read uh, a little bit of Isaiah 61, if that's okay. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. It's on Jesus. Because the Lord has anointed him to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent him to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grave in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So I love that. You know, we see in the Christmas story, we see that the angels are in this field declaring the splendor and glory of God and God's glory is springing up all around them. What was once far off is now in their midst. And yet what are they proclaiming? They're proclaiming the birth of an infant son, a fragile baby boy. And the juxtaposition of that, you know, I don't know. I just, I let it fall fresh on my heart every year to remember that whatever Whatever it is that's happening, the reality of Jesus means that the emptiness can be filled with that promise and yet recognizing that the grief is really real and we can't just sweep it away and yet Jesus enters into whatever that is. So Faith, thank you so much for that image that you painted of him sitting in the chair and that's a good reminder for me as I walk through this season. This
2: is Dad. Thank you both already, Faith and Lindsay. I can't wait to hear from you too, Michelle, because this is like a balm, a beautiful, soothing balm as a reminder of Christ sitting in that empty chair. What does that empty chair look like? Well, the word empty for me, um, in recent years, I've talked about this already on the Seasoned Mamas podcast, but I'm going to go there again because it's where I am. And it hits especially hard at the holidays. And that is the empty nest. And uh, an empty nest means empty chairs at the table. And when that nest is freshly emptied, I still see the little feathers. They're, they're just still sitting there in the nest. And I'm like, wait, my little birdies are not far away. Oh, wait, they are. And uh, the, the chair is very much empty. And the, the loss and the grieving looks different. And I sometimes even will guilt myself saying, but you are so blessed. They are alive and well. They are thriving. And this is God's plan for them and for you, that they will have grown and flown. Let's go back to the birds, the empty nest, the feathers, right? Oh, these feathers in my nest. How I still stare at those left behind feathers that, um, have a reminder of what what once was their childhood. And I reminisce. We do a lot of reminiscing at Christmas anyway, don't we? I think because traditions are so much a part of our American Christmas experiences, that uh, especially the sacred pieces of tradition, as I sit alone in worship while my pastor husband is leading us, and we're in the season of Advent and thick into the songs and the worship as we're we're walking toward the manger. And I sit alone. And I remember the years of the squirming and the vying for mama's attention or um every piece that had to do with the candlelight worship service and helping them hold the candle upright so it wasn't tipping and dripping onto the pew. So many details. What I noticed with the empty nest is that it would be, it would hit me in waves of unexpected sadness. And Faith, you spoke so well into that of the, the the types of emotions that may overwhelm us. And Jesus is not only right there with me in every expected and unexpected to me. (laughs) Nothing's unexpected to him, but in every emotion. And I can't sit in a place of shame over some that come but I can sit there holding both or holding all of the many messy emotions that come with that wave of unexpected sadness that things aren't like they used to be, that it's so very, very quiet, that traditions uh, at once noisy and messy are now very quiet. The sentimental thoughts of the memories that we made doesn't mean those are over. They've just changed. He is present right here with me. He's sitting in that empty chair at the table with my husband and me when our children are not with us. But I know that he's also sitting in in a spare chair in their homes now too. As they all praise the Lord, they too know and love their Savior. And I know that he is with them even as he is with me. And that creates a fullness in place of the emptiness, again, juxtaposition, I love that word, Lindsay, of that he's here now and not yet. He's there and he's here and both. And yet we wait for him to come. He came in the manger and he's coming again. And he needs us right now where we are. He needs me in my unique kind of grief that I can't just squelch down or pretend doesn't exist. And even when I can't feel his presence or his comfort or even his joy, I know by his word of truth that he is with me, that he is comforting me, that his joy is mine. That the angels who proclaimed to the shepherds first joy to the world, that's that's you and me, ladies. That's our children near and far. Joy to the world because the Lord has come. Joy for the world. Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And in our grief, it doesn't always feel that way. But our faith is incomparably greater than our feelings as we look to the Lord and we, we look to that empty chair and remember that Jesus sits right there.
3: Hello, this is Michelle. And I have been sitting and listening to these dear mamas soaking it all in and wiping away a couple of tears as I listen to them speak. Grief is so real, friends, and I just hope and pray that as you listen to this, you know that we have been praying for you, dear mamas, and that more importantly, that Jesus meets you right in your grief. So my story happened 20 years ago. We lost my grandmother, and it was the month of December at the beginning, and so the whole month. I spent practicing with Jacob who was our only at the mo- at the time learning to sing Silent Night because I knew that because we had already gone home for grandma's funeral that we wouldn't be able to go home for Christmas that year and one of my favorite memories from childhood is singing Silent Night with the candlelight service and so I was really looking forward to the candlelight service at our church because I had learned as a church worker you don't always get to go home for Christmas but I knew that that night, all of my family would be in church somewhere, and we would all be singing Silent Night. And so I was really looking forward to it. But Christmas Eve morning, Jacob woke up, had a crusty nose and bright red cheeks, and I knew that he had a fever. My heart sank because I knew that I wouldn't be going to church that night. So how was I going to celebrate Christmas? how was I going to be at church for the candlelight service? And so I sent Troy off to spend time with his family because I figured both of us didn't need to miss out on the festivities. And Jacob and I sat in his room and it was dark. And I thought, you know what? We can still sing Silent Night. I had taught him that. And so I had a little flashlight and we turned it on And he sang in his cute little two-year-old voice. We sang Silent Night. We sang Our Hearts Out. And in that moment, I knew that it didn't matter where Christmas was celebrated. Because the Christ child comes no matter what. No matter what is going on in our lives, he comes. Emmanuel is with us. God is with you, dear mamas. He meets you right in the midst of your grief. And while we probably went to won any awards for our singing that night, I'm pretty sure that it rivaled the angels because it was joy-filled and heartfelt. And the Christ child came. He came for you and for me. He came for Jacob and me. And as we were singing, I remembered that even though I was missing my grandmother, she was celebrating Christmas like never before because she was in the presence of the Christ child right there with him. And so we pray, dear mamas, that whatever season you are in, whatever kind of grief you are facing, know that Emmanuel is with you. He comes to you, dear mamas.
0: Oh, season mamas, thank you for that. I, I was just soaking up everything you guys were saying, and it was just such a reminder to me that we all experience grief like we're not alone in experiencing it and no matter what that looks like jesus is with us he's sitting in the empty chair and so i just want to leave all of you mamas with john sixteen twenty two, which says so with you now is your time of grief but i will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy And so as we go into this season filled with a grief and a sadness that we now know looks different for all of us, there is a rejoicing and a joy that is coming. And I pray that you rest in that peace.